Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that whenever and wherever you are in the world, in this moment when you hear this, that you are consciously and constantly trying to be aware of your multidimensionality. Yeah, you are multidimensional. You, you've heard this and thought, yeah, I, I've heard that theory. I, I think it might be true, and maybe I don't know. It's probably right, but I want you to be aware because this week, especially for many of you who were already awake enough, the idea, the feeling, the energy, and the evidence. I mean, multidimensional is actually more readily apparent in your lives than ever before. Now, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Uh, this morning, I woke up and I, I've been sleeping with my feet hanging off of the edge of my bed because of my ankle. I've been having problems with my ankle since I broke it years ago and the last couple weeks it's been hurting so I've been sleeping with it hanging off the edge of the bed so that it it hangs at the right angle where it feels the most comfortable where I could get the most rest otherwise it it um, has too much pressure on it you know so I woke up this morning with A feeling that someone was touching my foot like a being, like maybe an ET or an angel. I wasn't really sure. And then I had a feeling of my ankle feeling 100% okay. Then I had a feeling that my ankle had the metal rods in it and they were aching. Then I had the feeling that on the right hand side of my ankle was hurting, but not the left. And then a second later, the left but not the right was hurting. Then I had the feeling that the metal rods had been taken out and the bones were 100% healed and everything was fine and normal and never happened. And I had all of these feelings within a few seconds of each other. And I realized I had tapped into the field of possibilities. And you know, we also have the ability to timeline jump and hop So maybe I could pick the one where my ankle is 100% healed and good and I don't have metal rods in my leg anymore and there's no scars on my legs from the surgery. And maybe, just maybe, I could hop into the timeline in which that never happened. So that was one 
example. And another thing that came to me today was my friend, Phil, who was one of my very first supporters and, and listeners. And he and I are, um, I guess you could just say like soulmates or friend mates. We're, uh, we've been friends from heaven, possibly other past lives. And we've been dreaming together for decades. Go on, we go on these massively amazing excursions and I wake up and go, damn, I was just in Thailand jumping off a cliff and swimming through shark infested waters for a laugh or, (laughs) or I was in Alaska in a canoe gain up close and personal with glaciers. I mean, I have these kind of amazing, awesome dreams and we're always sleeping in a van and we're always freezing cold and he's always driving and I'm always in the back. And so I don't ever really see his face. Well, he has these dreams too, but he always sees my face. And when he first heard my voice and heard my show, he was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I've been traveling with you for years. It's going to sound weird, but I promise I'm not a stalker. I've been having these weird dreams about you my whole, whole life, basically. And I recognized your voice. It's the same in my dreams. And I was like, Oh my God. And when he started telling me about the dreams, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you. (laughs) This is really, really weird. Well, he and I had a conversation right when I woke up because he said, okay, when I woke up this morning, something really weird happened. And I was aware (laughs) that I was living in several different bodies, in several different places, all at once. (laughs) I wasn't just Phil here in this body named Phil. I was in a lot of different places. I was a lot of different people. I was on other planets. I was in different parts of the United States. And I think maybe he might have possibly experienced all the he's he was and all the she's he was in past and future lives. And if not, that might be what's next. We are multidimensional creatures. (laughs) We are not just inhabiting a body and nothing else. We're not the long lost forgotten bastard children of God where he only has one son and that's Jesus and everyone else is just kind of an afterthought and no one cares about us. None of that's real. (laughs) But we are, we're souls and our souls are enormous and our souls cannot be born and our souls cannot die. Once our souls were created, that was it. That was it. Now our souls are inhabited you know, and inhabit bodies that die and are born, but our, our souls, who we truly are, our essence never, ever, 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 ever dies. So our souls are much bigger than what we imagine, what we think. If you've ever had near death experience, you understand how absolutely enormous your soul is. 
and we are living not only where we are right now, currently on earth, inhabiting bodies, enlivening physical bodies, but we are also living in other dimensions. You know, so you're in the third, you're in the fifth, you're in the seventh, you're in the ninth, maybe more. Not only are you in different dimensions, you are in different realities or timelines, if you will. And there might be hundreds of those that you're living in right now or thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of lifetimes that you're living right now on other timelines. In one timeline, you might be a scientist winning a Nobel Prize. On another one, you might be a drug addict living on the streets, begging for money for your next fix. (laughs) And in another one, you might be a child prodigy playing violin in Asia somewhere. You know, we all have different aspects and dimensions to ourselves. And some of you, if not all of you, might be star seeds where you have lived on other planets and Earth is not your original home. Or maybe it is, but you still have lived on other planets and you were a mystical traveler and your soul has lived in different uh, dimensions, different planets, different galaxies, star systems, different universes. And quite possibly right now, as you live and breathe and listen to my words, it's very, very possible You're like a hominid lizard creature being married to somebody else on another planet right now. (laughs) You might be living on several planets in this moment. And on each of those planets, it's possible that you're also existing in the higher dimensional realms of those planets. And it's possible... On those planets, you are also living hundreds of thousands of parallel lives on different timelines. And since time is a big fat illusion, a big grand illusion, you're living all of your moments right now. You're living your past where you were maybe a caveman named Kronk and you're hitting another caveman over the head with a rock right now because he stole your last piece of bacon. (laughs) And right now in this very moment, you're, you're living the future where you're hopping in your time machine going back to the past to see yourself as that caveman. <laughs> of course, your time machine is cloaked, of course. Maybe there's a disturbance in the energy of the universe at that moment. And instead of killing your 
buddy, you get distracted for a second and he gets to get away because your future self came back to look at your first self. (laughs) You are multidimensional, my friend. You are absolutely more than you give yourself credit for. You're more than you know. The greatest thing you could do is know yourself and it takes a lifetime or lifetimes, uh, sometimes thousands of lifetimes to get to really know yourself. And sometimes even then, it's almost nearly impossible. It is almost nearly impossible to fathom all the yous that you are, all the yous that you have been, all the yous that you will be, (laughs) and the fact that you're all you and you're all you now. All we have is now. (laughs) It's been this year. This year has been a really rough ride in some cases and a very crazy wild ride in some cases this is the year that I discovered in the past year and a half I have discovered that I'm living on a little planet where all of the creatures all the uh, beings were very short and we have very rounded features our noses are barely perceptible with our very round faces round noses and round hunched shoulders and we almost look like chipmunks (laughs) without any stripes though, very brown and we live in these little adobe huts that look like beehives and we telepath and we live very very simple lives and I I was made aware about a year and a half ago that I'm married to somebody and I'm absolutely in love with him, he's in love with me and another version of him he's living on earth and we met and had this inexplicable love for each other immediately but that's because we are married on another planet right now together I couldn't stand his personality at all in this life and we broke up last Christmas (laughs) and that was the last time I saw him it was like a year ago Christmas So, but I know that on that other planet we're still happily married and in love but I became aware of it it was so freaky One time when I was talking to him, his face turned into a reptilian. (laughs) I mean, his teeth were like all weird and jagged and his eyes were strange. And they got like that cat-like reptilian look where the pupil was up and down. And for half a second, I saw him as a reptilian and then then that left. I found out that's an overlay. That might be him on another planet. A, A third planet still. We are multidimensional beings. Now, it could have been that maybe, you know, a reptilian was trying to overlay him, overtake his body and his energy field, and he wouldn't let it. He told me that does happen to him sometimes. He worked in an NGO for a while and had to deal with aliens from other worlds, and they're real. They exist. He's dealt with that. He he dealt with that for years. (laughs) And he's not the only one, by the way. And there's more to this world and this life. And the more that you uncover, the more there is to uncover. This is the year that I discovered that I 
could speak light languages from a few different sources. I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but I know that I feel better when I allow the light language to work through me, especially when I have a purpose and focus on the purpose of it and the energy of the language. And then it, it flows. It doesn't sound like gibberish. It sounds like a language. I still don't know what the hell I'm saying, <laughs> but that's yet one more facet to my multidimensionality. And I've decided to kind of roll with it, go with it. So I hope that whenever and wherever you are, when you listen to this recording, that you are also becoming aware of your multidimensionality and functioning within your multidimensionality, not just your Jennifer or your Brett or your Steve or your Lorelei that you are right now here in this moment listening to this recording. There's so much more than that. And there's a man that's been interested in dating me for, God, like maybe two years, the whole time I've been here. And we've never gotten together. We've never met in person. We met online. And we were just talking, always talking. And he's so, he's so, he's multidimensional like all of us are, but he only shows me like, two or three things about himself and they're very shallow things and I asked him about his other parts of his life and he kind of shuts down and it's like wow you know he's not allowing his own multidimensionality just in this one body to come through he won't show me you know what makes him sad or how he functions within his family unit or who his friends are. He won't show me any of that. And he might just be a loner. He might not have any friends. It's very possible. But I doubt it. I think he has friends, but um, he won't show me even that little section. So what are you not showing to other people? Because you are afraid that they're not going to accept you. I think that might be what his thing is, you know. He doesn't want to say something that is going to make me feel like, oh, well, I'm not interested in being your friend anymore. <laughs> but, and, and I started thinking about that. I, I thought how, how one-dimensional he seems, and I know it's not true. None of us are one-dimensional, but we feel that way to others when we don't show who we are, you know. So I just want you guys to consider becoming more aware of your multidimensionality in these moments than ever before. And in world news today, we don't have a whole lot. In the past week, we have had 23 volcanoes going off around the world, including the two here in Ecuador, two in Russia, and a couple in in the Alaska region of the United States uh, that aren't too, too active. They're just sending ash 5,000 feet up, not, well, where I live, it's being sent up 19,000 to 20,000 feet up above the top of the volcano, which is way up in the upper atmosphere. (laughs) We've had a lot of ash here um, yesterday, especially in the morning, but... 
let's see here. Uh, 200 homes were destroyed in Valparaiso, Valparaiso, Chile, because of wildfires. A powerful winter storm in the Four Corners has now moved across the plains to the upper Midwest this weekend in the United States. And actually coming for this weekend will be huge amounts of snow and a very, very, very cold winter front moving in throughout the entire United States. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. Go get four thick eight inch taper candles. Go get yourself a big thing of Crisco. Don't cook with it. Don't eat it. Use it as one big giant candle in an emergency. Make sure you've got your space blankets in case your space heaters stop working. Get as much uh, dried food, prepackaged food, even cans. You know, Chef Boyardee ravioli in a can isn't all that good or taste doesn't taste good or is good for you. But those kind of things where, you know, if you're in a hurry um, to eat and you're starving and you're and it's cold, it's actually not a bad idea to have that kind of stuff on hand. You know, if you're vegetarian, I don't know what can of spinach <laughs> pop by anyone I don't know but just whatever it is that you like that you know even a can of corn that was one of our we always have our emergency can of corn in our emergency can of peas in my house and usually one or two uh, bags of uh, ramen style noodles we always, so we could add all the vegetables in it and that's always like a, a, an emergency staple in my home <laughs> Rice, too. I, I never, ever eat rice, but it's always like one of those backup plans sort of things. And um, cans of tuna. Cans of tuna are good if you still are eating fish. Don't eat it more than twice a week. I don't even think once more than once a week is not good for tuna because of the radiation. But hell's bells, people. We are being radiated by the cosmos. Magnetosphere from the sun hasn't really been restored uh the sunspots were starting to formulate and then wah, 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 they dissipated so big 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 storms coming across the u.s if you're in a place where it doesn't snow i would say expect the floods you know get on your waders maybe buy a boat i don't know <laughs> expect the floods if you are in a place where it does snow expect the snow You know, seriously, uh, do as many things as you can for survival. Because we don't know how bad it's going to get this winter. When winter just started, you know, seven days ago and or six days ago, and we are already seeing what they expected for the entire year has already fallen in the first month in, in the last part of fall. I mean, I don't know, guys, you might be in for a really rough one this year. So just buckle up, bundle up. Severe storm hits Rwanda in Kigali, which is the capital. It destroyed more than 110 homes, killed 12 people. 2019 harvest is a historic one after months of severe crop damage in North Dakota. That's good to know. Um, In South Africa, severe sudden thunderstorms ravaged 300 homes in KwaZulu-Natal on Christmas Eve. 
And you know what? I just got a very loving, beautiful, heartfelt message from my friend who lives in South Africa. He is from Kenya. And I wonder if this doesn't have anything to do with that message. I mean, it sounded like it was like a last goodbye, final goodbye type of message. Like we've been friends for a long time and I really care about you and I share our friendship and I'm so glad and I bet something happened. I'm going to ask him, you know, if they're not suffering from floods or something where he lives because he sounded a little bit like scared, like kind of just in case something happens to me, I'm going to put out this really lovely message. Yeah, it's true. We've been, he randomly found me on Facebook like five years ago, maybe six, actually about six years ago. And we've been friends ever since. And you know, since like 2014. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Like five and a half years. So I don't know. I'm going to go see now what that's all about. But anyway, so yeah, so there's like record storms all over, all over. Now we're going to go over to, uh, the shoe on resonance in Italy. It wasn't all that big. Huge, however, in a few other cities. So let me cue that up to that page. Let's see here. Uh, I'll read what Italy has to say. But um, it wasn't much. Okay. <laughs> At three, 13.30 UTC time, they write, What appears to be all of today's activity took place in four hours from 4 to 8 UTC. During this period, there were four peaks each stronger than the previous one. The last one was at power 38, which was the strongest at 7.30 UTC. And then the evening report, which they put the wrong time on again, just says calm. So 38, eh, eh, I'm not impressed. (laughs) I'm not impressed because uh, we know where to go for the big numbers of the Schumann resonance. Other parts of the world, the Schumann resonance is actually very high. All right, we are on the Heart Math Institute now. And this is what's going on there. Um, Looking at the peaks before we get into today's report, there was a peak for California at what looks like 143 at 5 a.m., which is what we announced yesterday. And then it kind of went curving around. I'm telling you that because it got very low today. So in also Halului, South Africa, let's see, we're seeing numbers like 323, and then it dipped back down to 322 so keep that in mind that I mean Africa was way way up there but look what they're, what's going on there massive flooding so alright now we're going to in other parts of uh, the continent of Africa there's droughts and starvation in South Africa the country of South Africa it's been pretty like widespread flooding and like the one I just read to you alright so at midnight in California, they started off at 51 hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale, but by 5 a.m. they went down to zero. Absolute goose egg. <laughs> in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, zero all the way across. No activity whatsoever in weeks. 
in Saudi Arabia on the Shimon resonance. Lithuania saw um, numbers starting at midnight from 90 hertz frequency. And by 5 a.m. they went down to 88 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada started off at 74 hertz frequency at midnight and went only up to 75 by 5 a.m. And again with the big fat goose egg zero all the way across the board with Northland, New Zealand just being at zero, zero, zero all the way across the board. In fact, by 5 a.m. we now have three cities at zero. This is getting really spooky. And in Hulului, South Africa, I told you they were up on a high at 320. Three hertz frequency yesterday, but this morning at midnight, they were at 269 hertz frequency. And by 5 a.m., they were down to 236. And that's hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale. Now, this goes along with my uh, beginning thought for the day about multidimensionality. In A Course in Miracles.org for the Foundation of Inner Peace, we're on Lesson 199. And this is what the lesson says. The main idea, I am not a body. I am free. I am not a body. I am free. Freedom must be impossible as long as you perceive a body as yourself. The body is a limit. Who would seek for freedom in a body looks for it where it cannot be found. The mind cannot be made free when it no longer sees itself as in a body, firmly tied to it and sheltered by its presence. If this were the truth, the mind would, were, would be very vulnerable indeed. The mind that serves the Holy Spirit is unlimited forever. In all ways beyond the laws of time and space, unbound by any preconceptions, and with strength and power to do whatever it's asked. Attack thoughts cannot enter such a mind, because it has been given to the source of love. Fear can never enter in a mind that has attached itself to love. It rests in God, and who could be afraid who lives in innocence and only loves? It is essential for your progress in this course that you accept today's idea and hold it very dear. Be not concerned that to the ego it is quite insane. The ego holds the body dear because it dwells in it and lives united with the home that it has made. It is part of the illusion that has sheltered it from being found illusory itself. They have further thoughts. I'm going to read the last paragraph. There's several paragraphs in between. There's eight paragraphs total. You are God's son. (laughs) In immortality, you live forever. Would you not return your mind to this? Then practice well the thought that the Holy Spirit gives you for today. Your brothers stand released with you in it. The world is blessed along with you. God's son will weep no more and heaven offers thanks for the increase of joy your practice brings even to it. And God himself extends his love and happiness each time you say, 
I am not a body. I am free. I hear the voice that God has given me, and it is only this my mind obeys. I am not a body. I am free. And on that note, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we are going to talk about how to purge your life and let go of everything you need to in order to walk cleanly into the year 2020 right after this message. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards, or I can channel your higher guidance, or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna, because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If you're deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com, and we will explore your future together.
When I woke up this morning, guys, I looked out my window like I do every single day and they were setting up across the street. This is the one time of the year where you can find in every barrio, every neighborhood, fireworks and effigies. You, you buy the effigies and you could buy a mask to put on the effigy if it's a political figure or someone you want to burn. <laughs> or you could draw your own face on it. You could put your old clothes on it. You just, anything you want to purge out of your life for good forever, you you do it and you, and you, you shove fireworks and uh, explosive devices inside the effigy. You pour gasoline on it at midnight on December 31st. Well, on, you know, midnight, you know, going into January 1st, you pour gasoline on it and you light a match and you watch it explode and the fireworks go in every direction and on every street corner in this city. <laughs> it's this, the whole town is on fire. This is one of my most favorite cities in the world because this has been the custom, the tradition for hundreds of years. And usually if you're walking through the streets and you have nothing to drink, oh, they will run up to you and give you uh, free alcohol. <laughs> Everyone has to get drunk together. The whole town comes together, forms a community. The whole city, 100,000 people plus, and just burns all of their troubles and all of their woes and all of the negativities, all the things they don't want anymore. They burn it and it is done. Then you forget it. You get drunk together and then there's always DJs that usually start about one o'clock or maybe about 1.15 throughout the whole city. There's dancing, there's parties, there's DJs, there's nightclubs until the wee, wee hours of the morning. And it is impossible to find a taxi <laughs> because all the taxi drivers are out doing the same thing, celebrating. This is one of the biggest celebrations in Ecuador. It's one of the biggest celebrations in the whole world. It is one thing that unites everybody in the whole world. And that is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And this year is huge, 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 huge. And the reason it is so big is not only is it going to be the last day of the year, but it is the last year of the decade. It'll be the last day of the decade. And we are moving into the future, guys. 2020. We're going to be moving into 2020. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you guys tonight about how to have your own fire ceremony, how to purge your own life. So I'm going to, I'm going to start off with a list and you know, me being a Virgo, I love my lists. I'm going to talk to you about 
all the things you could possibly purge that you no longer want to think about, you want to get rid of, you want to emotionally step away from the things that you're going to write on your list. You're going to need a piece of paper and a pen or marker or maybe a legal notepad with a whole bunch of paper or notebook. Because the first time I wrote my list, the first time I celebrated New Year's Eve in Cuenca, Ecuador was, this will be my fourth year coming up. I've already done this three times. My first time I did this was extremely cathartic. It took me all day to write my list. Six pages I wrote. I wrote three, it was three pages front and back. So six pages, and I mean, there was nothing, nothing, no space on those pages. I did not double space. I mean, I wrote small and I wrote long. I wrote my everything that happened to me in my whole life that I wanted to let go of. I was living in Lima, Peru with my children, and I told them about this ritual And I said, the whole city does this ritual together as kind of an emotional purging team. It's a very deeply spiritual thing that can be a sort of an an initiation. It's a sort of a spiritual awakening. And I mean, everything I could remember from childhood, I mean, I wrote everything down. Because the list is not for anyone but you. It's only between you, your higher self, and God. Not even your holy guardian angel is going to look at the list. So the first time I did this, I wrote the list. And I, we went and we got a Pikachu effigy because it was adorable. You get to look at something funny and happy while it burns up in flames, taking with it. It becomes your hero. Pikachu was like my hero. And Pikachu took away all my troubles, all my purges. <laughs> all the things I did not want in my life anymore. And then the second year, we somehow didn't have the money or we didn't get it in time. We didn't buy an effigy. And so we uh, we'd already moved here by then. And we didn't have an FG. We just didn't know what to do. So uh, we wrote it. My oldest said she, it, it, you know, he, uh, he didn't want to do it. He's like, I don't, I don't want to even go out. The night's too crazy. I have no interest. I'm like, okay, fine. And so my son, my youngest, and I, we went downtown. It took us forever to get a taxi, like an hour. And we wrote a letter we wrote our things. I, that my second time I did this, I wrote like one page. That's all I had one page for one year. That was it. Not even both sides, just one side. So it works because (laughs) the second year you can't think of anything hardly, but I wrote my list and he wrote his list and we folded it up and we're walking downtown and we lit it on fire just near the river. Just, you could light things on fire in this city on New Year's Eve, anywhere you want. (laughs) As long as you're not going to catch like a house or a tree on fire, you're fine. They don't care. They just people in the streets, like cars have to drive around these burning effigies everywhere. It's freaking, it's 
a riot. It is a wild riot. And people are laughing and joking and fireworks are going off all over the city all night long. I mean, fireworks, like the personal fireworks, but like in the sky, explosions of color <laughs> and music everywhere. And the whole town is in one giant fiesta. We're in one giant party. And we're celebrating emotional catharsis. So my second year, you know, we just burned it to the side. And after we burned it, we went walking around and we found a, a, a nightclub and we were like, well, hell, let's just go in here. We'll see. And my son's like, well, until they kick me out because I'm too young. I'm like, yeah, I know. We'll see. But we just wanted to dance. So we got some water and we ha- we're hanging out. We're dancing. And these people start handing us beers and nobody dances like um, one-on-one, all romantic and whatever. Here, for the most part in, in clubs, people dance in a circle and they all dance together and they get to know each other. And people were here from, this lady was there with her son who was like five years old and he was in the bar because like I said, this is a massive, huge party. There's little kids running around the street. You know, normally kids aren't allowed in a bar, but on New Year's Eve, everything is different. I mean, obviously the five-year-old, you know, wasn't drinking, you know, he was playing with all the balloons and people kept handing him more and more balloons. And he was in his heaven having fun with all the pretty color lights and the loud music and the, and the balloons. And, um, and my son and I just, we danced in a group of people together. It was super, super fun. And then later we found some people that had a car cause again, no taxis. And we're like, Oh my God, we're gonna have to walk home and it's going to take like four hours or something. But they gave us a ride home and turned out they lived like, I don't know, six blocks from us. So it was pretty cool. And then the third year was last year. And we went with our friends, um, my friend Jordan, who's from Minnesota. And he married an Ecuadorian woman, um, Patty. And and we went to their house last year. And I started my season one of Metaphysical Soul Speak. The beginning of this year, I told you guys about that. How we had cherries right at the first of the new year, we lit our fires to binge and purge all of our crap. And then we had a bowl of cherries because it's a reminder that life after all is actually very sweet. Life is a bowl of cherries. And after that, we lit off our fireworks, laughed our butts off. We smoked some weed and we looked out over, we were way up on a mountain overlooking the city And I mean, the fireworks are coming right from the ground and someone blew up practically in our faces. It was pretty crazy. Um, But I mean, fireworks, as far as the eye could see, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of fireworks for like four hours, just nonstop (laughs) all over the city. It was one of the most incredible sights I've ever seen in my life. And last year, I think I maybe let go of maybe five or six things that was about it (laughs) about five it was like I didn't hardly have anything this year I don't even know I haven't written my list yet but I wanted to tell you guys about this because even though you probably most likely do not live in Ecuador or in South America or in Cuenca where I live you could do this anywhere you have to do it safely so if you're going to do this I want you guys to practice 
fire safety <laughs> and promise me you're not going to uh, catch a forest on fire. But I'm going to tell you guys uh, what to write your list. But first, I'm going to tell you uh, the fire safety idea. You can get a, um, a bowl that's like made from metal, like brass and write your list and then make it really small and don't pour gasoline on it just uh, light it just normal and it will burn or you can throw it in a fireplace or if you have a candle you could burn it over the candle or you could go outside I do recommend if you have an area outside that's like a patio or a um, I don't know like a sidewalk or patio or even in the middle of the street in the middle of the night you can burn it in the name of Goddess Hecate if you are a magical being. Uh, she will help you take away all of your troubles and bring to you what you need. And now that we're ascending, our magic's going to be very strong. It's going to be way different. <laughs> and I'm so excited about that. It's going to be incredible. And so we're going to, um, I mean, we're going to, you're going to, Find the most pot. I'm telling this, you guys this very, very, you know, this is like the 27th of December. So you've got a few days to get your, all your stuff together. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, you really just need, you know, what a lighter or matches, a piece of paper and a pen. (laughs) So, um, if you have a park nearby that has a barbecue pit, you could light it in the barbecue pit. If you don't want to do this near your house. Or if you live in an apartment, obviously don't do this in your apartment. (laughs) Um, Don't do this when it is terribly windy, obviously. So if you live in Chicago, maybe do this inside your stove or fireplace. um, Or over a candle, but be extremely safe with it. But I'm telling you guys, you've got to do some kind of a ritual like this. You could... Conversely, if you don't want to work with fire or you're a little kid listening to this, this is another thing. You write down all the things you want to let go of and then you can drown your sorrows, which is on your piece of paper, in water. You could go to a nearby river or a lake or a pond or you could just do this in your bathroom sink. Just don't make sure the paper doesn't go down the sink and clog your sink. But you could just kind of um, run the paper under water until all the ink washes away because that will wash away all of your troubles or you could do this in a bucket or a bowl of water outside of course if it's snowy you might not want to do that but um, so that's that's the first thing right so you want to write your list and don't do it like at the last minute do it a day or two before especially if you've never done a fire ritual like this because it's going to be something that you're definitely going to want to take your time with because you want to get rid of all of your stuff. And this is one of those things we've been talking about in the past couple months about letting things go and not just saying, oh, I let it go. And you de- and just saying it doesn't mean you let it go. Feeling it, facing it head on, moving through it, not outskirting around it, not hopping over it or digging under it. Not turning your back on it and walking in the other direction. That's not letting it go. You have to go through it. 
feel it, face it head on. If it's a fear, if it's um, something terrible that happened to you, take comfort in knowing that other people have terrible things that have happened to them as well. There are a lot of people in the world that have had a lot more terrible things happen to them than happened to me. Even though I know a lot of my stuff is way worse than most people's lives. Thank God most of you have not gone through the crap I've gone through. But having said that, I've looked, I've met a lot of people that have a lot worse. And that humbles me like so much. So, but it doesn't matter because your stuff is your stuff. You need to let it go. And so I'm going to give you a way to focus on it. Think about it. Take your time with it. Spend a few hours alone. If you want to do this with a friend, you don't look at each other's lists and you can, you know, make a a grief party, (laughs) grief and loss or binge and purge party. You know, you don't really want to binge until you've purged all your stuff. Then you binge a little bit on alcohol, maybe, or weed or Maybe you don't want to uh, take in substances, so maybe binge watch your favorite show on Netflix. Something, you know, that would be very positive and a massively huge reward for yourself. So you know you have something really wonderful to look forward to. So you want to be purging and then binging. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying get drunk on the New Year's. You could, you know, tie one on a little bit, but don't get out of control or if you don't you know again if you don't do any drugs you don't drink you don't do anything that's okay too you know just go watch your favorite movie or or go to your favorite place eat out at your favorite restaurant do something that you are going to be so excited about eat your favorite candy bar if it's been a while since you've had candy or go buy four or five dozen roses of your favorite roses or flowers. Plant yourself a new garden or um, buy yourself a hundred balloons. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, if you don't want to do helium balloons, you don't want to spend a lot of money on a balloon bouquet. I mean, like a bag of 20 balloons is like, what, a dollar? It's over like $5 at the Dollar Tree or something or $10. You could blow up a hundred balloons. <laughs> they might not be, you know, floating, but I mean, they could like, you know, be all over your house, decorate your house, you know, do something so wonderful that when you're done, you have something happy and wonderful to look forward to. Maybe go buy a pineapple and a coconut, you know, splurge on tropical fruits, something different. Because this is such a huge deal. And when you do this, when you actually take part in something like this, you're never going to be the same again. You're going to really feel it as that paper burns and you watch it. It feels so good. All right. So I'm going to give you some ideas on things that you're probably going to want to add to the list. The things that bothered you maybe in your whole life or maybe things that bothered you in the past year. All right. So the things that you're going to want to let go of, um, before we get totally into the list, I want you to understand that when you don't let go of things, they keep weighing you down. 
They will hold your attention any way they can until you have to deal with them. So you kind of have to do this, right? You don't have to do it in my way, but you have to do it somehow. In my way is easy and fun. <laughs> I mean, lighting shit on fire, for me, always a good game. <laughs> always super fun. I mean, unless it's a town or something. I've never done that. Thank you, God. I, you know, would have been an accident if I had. But I've lived through several fires and it just sucked. But, <laughs> and I've been burned at the stake, see, and that part, that, that sucked for me. It's happened a couple different lifetimes for me. <laughs> but I still like a good fire, and I appreciate yeah, just setting a list of things I don't need anymore and consciously letting them go through fire. Uh, to me, it's one of the best things you can do for yourself. But this is going to help you get rid of mental anguish, emotional trauma, spiritual trauma, and physical stuff that you hold in your body. Remember, go back to the body syndromes episode we did this year. And remember that if you don't deal with stuff emotionally or mentally, it becomes physical. It becomes a physical thing. And once it becomes a physical thing, now you got to get rid of it emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. Don't let this happen to you. And if it has happened to you, Start the healing process this year. Do it on the new year. So here is what I came up with as far as a list of things that you want to look at, that you want to purge. <clears throat> now, you don't have to purge it or, or get rid of it or let it go if it didn't bug you. If it didn't bother you, then, hey, that's not your thing. But if I say something and you go, oh, my God, that really did affect me, then you go ahead and put it on your list. Uh, things you want to let go of, let go of the grief of, okay? Anything that happened in the world that bothered you. I mean, fires, floods, earthquakes, riots, volcanoes going off, massive snowstorms, massive fires, uh, whole towns and cities being burned to the ground, all of Australia being on fire, Brazil, the lungs of the earth were on fire, koala bears will now go extinct because of what's happening in Australia. The volcano going off in New Zealand and killing the 18, 19 people, actually 19 people. Um, All the disasters. Almost being hit 75 times by a massive asteroid that the scientists didn't see till the last minute because they're traveling so fast. All the things that happened in the world that bothered you. The fact that a quarter of a million people are facing starvation in Africa because of the drought, while people in Indonesia and different parts of Asia and even different parts of Europe are suffering massive floods. Fiji's getting hit with a hurricane this this, uh, weekend. All of those things. You could just say world disasters. You write that on your list, just world disasters. If it bothers you, if it affects you on a heart level and it upsets you because you feel so helpless that you can't do anything to prevent the disaster from striking and you can't help the people from burning to death or freezing to death or drowning or not having a home anymore or people that are cold in India because it's never cold there and suddenly it's cold And even people with homes have to go find shelter 
in a place that has a heater. They, they had to special order heaters the first time ever in India. So all this stuff, if, they, if these kinds of things bother you, then write them down because you want to just <sighs> purge it, just light it on fire, let it go. You know, just want to let it go. So the world things now, you know, you could go from world and then you could look at your local city, you know, your state or your city or your county, or even just your, your smaller community, you know, like your barrio or your block, even just your block where you live or your apartment building. If you live in an apartment building, um, then you, after that, narrow it down even further to your family, anything, any bad blood between you and any other relatives. If they think you're crazy cause you're spiritual. Um, if you're the black sheep of the family, um, friends after that, friends, any, uh, arguments you've had, any breakups you've had re- with relationships, personal relationships, um, love romantic style relationships. And then after that yourself traumas that you've held your whole life. Uh, that happened to you from any of the other things or things you did do that you shouldn't have done things you didn't do and wanted to things that bothered you about yourself things that you're holding against yourself like gee I, I am so overweight and why am I so overweight and why did I eat that ding dong and damn it now I'm pissed off because now you know I'm overweight and I am still perpetuating that behavior you know for an example or Seeing that's not me because there's no ding dongs. I wish there were ding dongs here. I love ding dongs anyway, but only if you buy them in a pack of 12 because the foil wrapper is so good. If you buy them in plastic, they're horrible. Well, yeah, it's purge hostess being gone. <sighs> End of an era, but it's probably for the best. <laughs> I mean, you know, I kind of have to purge the fact that I don't have red licorice here often. <laughs> If any one of you comes to visit, please bring me red licorice. <laughs> I like Twizzlers and I like, I like the chocolate one, the chocolate licorice, the Hershey's licorice. And I also like the, um, my all time favorite, the red ropes, red vines, red ropes, all of it, all of it. Anyway, I still have to learn how to make it. All right. So <clears throat> anyway, back to the show. <laughs> So family, friends, and then self. So disasters in the world could also include leaders of countries that you just don't want to be the leader of the country anymore. You know, um, I mean, I suppose you could put like Kim Jong-un, but if you're not North Korean, maybe that's not your personal issue, right? (laughs) So I don't mean like just writing a list of all the world leaders in the world you don't like. I, you know, I mean, unless you want to, and that's okay. No one's going to see the list, but you and God. Okay. Not like I said, your guardian angels are not going to be looking over your shoulder. You know, this is your private list between you, your higher self and God. And that's it. All right. So, um, unless you ask your, like your spiritual guide to help you, I asked my spiritual guide, I'm like, Hey, is there anything I'm forgetting? And then she told me a few things. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. You know, <laughs> So, like, for example, last year I burned, with my son, we burned an effigy of Donald Trump. We don't want him to be the president anymore. Now, look, by the end of the year, he was impeached. At least half, he's halfway through being impeached. We'll burn another effigy and see by next year if he's not out of the office. 
Not that my little tiny Donald Trump effigy was the thing that did it, but I love that in Ecuador, they always have Donald Trump masks. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. But they had one, the one year that my son and I just walked around the streets and we didn't have any particular thing to burn and we weren't with friends. It's just my son and I, we, um, came upon this massive effigy that was taller than it was almost, almost two stories tall. <laughs> they lit that thing up. <coughs> it was enormous. <coughs> and his head was huge. It was of Korea. It was a couple years ago. It's not the current president, but the president right before. It was huge. And he ended up like a few months later leaving office and now the current president is, is in office um, because he was like the vice president who took over the presidency, something like that, the equivalent of. And this thing, like when it started to topple over, we had to run so fast and we were laughing so hard. And the thing that happens here is you jump over the fire after it gets down low. I don't because I've got metal rods in my legs, but um, it's for good luck. And they say that if you actually get burned while jumping over, you even have extra luck in the new year. <laughs> it's like in China, if you get like shit on by a bird, oh, that's good luck. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, woo. I guess, the, but the, I guess the meaning behind it is if something bad happens to you, then obviously nothing but good could come from that, right? <laughs> You're on a downswing. It's going to go up again. Don't worry. <laughs> But we do have, so world leaders, if you are in a country in which you do not like your leader and you want to purge and get rid of all your angst and your sad, angry, towards that person, you don't really, you're not trying to burn them, right? Doing this, you know, burning their name or whatever, that's just burning your negative associations with that person because when push comes to shove, we have to all love each other. In the end, we're we're all we're just one being. In in reality world, we actually love each other very much, no matter what. So, if someone is pissing you off, you can put their name on the list. It doesn't mean that they're going to develop cancer and die. It's not doesn't mean anything like that. It's just that you're letting go of your negativity towards uh, that person you're not like this is not black magic you're not cursing them you're getting rid of your negativity towards the situation the circumstance the event and the person just had to put that out there so okay other things in the world like climate change stuff with the environment um like what you already mentioned like earthquakes if you have anything like that you just want to let go of the emotional that's what this is is an emotional purge okay um animals are going extinct that pissed you off uh you know the black rhinos a couple years ago anything that is despicable all of the human despicableness in the world um, human trafficking, uh, kidnappings, murders, um, rapes, all that junk. If any of it affected you emotionally when you heard about it, write it on the list because you want to purge it out of your life. Purge it out of your psyche, purge it out of your aura, purge it out of your chakras. Just get rid of that. 
and imagine that all of those bad things no longer exist in the world when you burn the paper. Also, you want to get rid of other things, probably misogynism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, inequality, unfair uh, practices in business, unfair laws, anything that's unfair in the world, write it down if it affected you or affected somebody that you loved very much. You you know, like the fact that maybe you're gay and you can't get married in the country where you live or your family disowns you, write that down. You know, you don't want to get rid of your gayness and you can't anyway, but write down the way that people affected you, you know, the unfair, so just write unfair laws, write down discrimination. In fact, here in Ecuador, um, if you live with a boyfriend or girlfriend for two years, you are now, boom, common law married suddenly. Brand new law this year. Not only can you marry if you're gay, so I can marry a man or a woman, so woohoo, double my chances. (laughs) And also, also, uh, if I lived with somebody and did not marry them, living together after two years, we're married anyway. (laughs) It's crazy, huh? Which is, it's okay. I mean, it's all right. Just, you know, if you don't want to have to divide, divvy up your stuff 50-50, make sure you break up before 24 months. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, prenuptial, always prenuptials. (laughs) I mean, if you're rich, if you're not rich, then hey, you might gain, I'm kidding. (laughs) Might gain something. All right. Ooh, he had two cars and I had none. Yay! <laughs> I was like, would you really want your person's, your other person's car if you broke up? I wouldn't. I, it'd remind me of them all the time. Just blah. So yucky. Anyway. <laughs> local issues. So for like if you're in a city and like local issues like in Detroit, for example, when I lived there, the mayor was embezzling and then he had to run the city from inside jail. <laughs> That's what I mean by local issues. Um, Leash laws are not strict enough. Gun laws are not strict enough. You know, things that should be, things that really bothered you or affected your life. That's something. Uh, Traffic, um, a lot of accidents because the traffic lights are crappy in your local area. You know, stuff like that. That, So write that down if it affected you, right? Um, so anyway, also, uh, cover-ups, if there's money laundering going on, like, like in Detroit, cover-ups, like CPS is taking children and putting them into a sex slavery ring, for example. It didn't just happen in Detroit, people. It's all over the whole United States, the whole U.S. They've been caught in California. They've been caught, I mean, it's, CPS is like, just like, it's like a sex slavery ring. It's not always just... To protect kids, it's usually to um, hurt them more. You know, I mean, seriously, if you don't believe me, look it up. It's crazy. Anyway, I mean, don't look it up if it's going to seriously upset you. But I'm telling you, some of these local issues are really bad in some places. I mean, some places, like if you are a witch, you're a white witch, and you practice uh, magic for a better positive life, and you're in a little town where they're burning Harry Potter books in anything to do with witchcraft, that's pretty, that's pretty scary. So that's what I mean by local laws. So that's the kind of thing you want to binge. I mean, well, you want to purge it and then you want to, 
you know, binge something lovely and positive right after, right? Okay, so we're going to like take those words and re-evaluate um, them and we're using the words binge and purge in a positive way, right? So we're reframing what this means, at least for this particular practice today or, you know, whenever you do this. So any corruption, police corruption, if there's cartel in your city, organized crime, that kind of crap that really hurts families and, you know, gambling halls that... You know, people are losing their money because, you know, like Vegas is a huge place like that. Just, I love Vegas, but a lot of people get carried away and they lose everything. So if you're dissatisfied with, um, oh no, not if you're dissatisfied. Well, anything you're dissatisfied with, write down. But also what about the dissatisfied groups of people, the people that commit hate crimes and the people that, uh, turn towards, uh, acts of terrorism or turn towards terrorism if you are in a country where terrorism has occurred you know write that down on your list block so look at your block your own neighborhood are there any petty disputes is there petty crime is there a lot of noise or loud music and parties are people shooting off guns all at all hours is there um barking dogs that annoy you or um I can't say meowing cats. Cats are perfect. (laughs) But if there's like dog dirt left on your yard and you don't have any dogs, it's kind of annoying. So those kind of little petty things that could get to you after a while, right? You know, if if they're, you know, leash laws where you live and no one's on a leash, you know, the dogs aren't on leashes and there's some issues, you just write it down. You're going you're gonna to set on fire and let go the emotion that's holding you back energetically in conjunction with that. So friends, in the past year, have you had to let go of any friendships because you turned out, it turned out they were false friends or they were narcissists? Um, were there fakers, posers, losers, moochers? People that were just the fair weather friends, like when your life is sunny and wonderful, they want to be around you. And the minute things get hard, they're not there to support you and they leave your side. Screw them. You don't need them. Write them on the list. Misery loves company friends, the people who, okay, so you're there for them and you want to be there for them, but then they keep creating more and more drama so that they can have your attention because their misery love, loves company friends of the opposite, where they want to bring their problems to you constantly without helping themselves. Now, if someone comes over and they have had a really crappy year and you're there for them, that's not what I mean. You know, and, and that's good because you're a very loving, supportive, wonderful person. But, you know, for them and they need that and you feel good about that. But what I mean by a misery loves company friend is someone who... Like they call the complain every freaking day of your life or, you know, every week you're hearing from them with all their complaints and all of their stuff. And then when they have their, their happiness and their joys and their amazing things that happen, they don't share that with you. They don't want you to share in their happiness. They only want you to share in their misery. Right. And the, the other thing is, I mean, and if you're that kind of person, you got to let that go too. Right. So, I mean, everyone has done both of these things, right? You know, where you've, you know, but you don't want to call and brag either all the time about your happiness either, you know, to people because you want, you know, you just, it's, it's gotta be a given in, in, um, an exchange. It's like a give and take. Like you've got these people that in your life that you love them very much when they're going through a hard time, you're there for them. 
you know, they're sick, you bring them chicken soup. And when they get engaged to be married, you go to their house and you, you bring champagne, you celebrate, you hug them, bring them flowers, whatever, right? You, you want to celebrate and, and share in all the things good and bad with all your friends, right? You don't want people who are only like using you for dumping all their problems on you where they go off and have fun with all their other friends without you. That's what I mean by misery loves company friend and the fair weather friends that the minute you really truly need someone like your mother dies and they leave and you're like, well, last week you said you loved me no matter what you're going to be with me. You're going to stand by my side through thick and thin. And the minute my mom dies and I need you to hold me, I need you to hug me. I need you to sit with me for the next two or three days to help me through this. And you're nowhere to freaking be found. And then a month later, you don't remember that my mother died. That's what I mean by those uh, fair weather friends. They're only with you when you're happy. And when the going gets tough, the tough gets going, right? <laughs> or the, the assholes get going out of your life. <laughs> you know, but that, I mean, that's like, that's like a true story from my life. That, that actually was a chapter in my life when, when my mom died, my boyfriend held me at night. He did. He was actually there for me, held me at night. And then a couple months later, he broke up with me because I'm not close with my mother. I never call her anymore. I'm like, yeah, because she's dead. And he was like, no, she's not what you're talking about. I'm like, you remember how you held me in your arms because my mother died and he didn't remember it. It was like, <laughs> it was like one of the worst nights of my life and he didn't remember it. It was like insane. I mean, that's what I mean by someone who's just like, so that's a narcissist though. That And so in a way he was like a fair weather friend and also a narcissist. So, <clears throat> and sometimes narcissists are like the fair weather friends and sometimes they're the victim narcissists who are the misery loves company people. So anyway, uh, moving right along, family, if you have, um, say you voted opposite, this is something that divided the family, um, my um, husband, my ex-husband's family, when Bush pretty much stole the White House. He, 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 he cheated and scammed his way into the White House and all those votes were lost, quote unquote lost, and, and um, Al Gore would have been the president, but they took it to the Supreme Court, which is against the Constitution, by the way. They took it to the Supreme Court who ruled that Bush was the uh, guy because his daddy put all those people in there. You know, it looked so crazy. It was so corrupt. And when that happened, um, all the people that voted for the president, the resident, versus all the people who voted for the guy who was the le- he, he was not voted to be the legal president, but he should have been the legal president. So that created this massive rift, this major divide. And this might be happening again with the Trump thing because it's so volatile, the situation. So if someone in your family voted for Trump or half of you voted for Trump and half of you voted for the other guy, you know, um, I don't even know. Oh yeah. Hillary <laughs> guy. <laughs> I have like repressed her. So I hate her so much. I'm sorry, you guys. I just, I wanted a woman in there. I wanted a Democrat, I suppose in there. I'm not even a Democrat myself, but I just don't trust her. I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. She's so yucky. I don't like her, 
people keep accusing her of really, really heinous and horrible things. And the heinous and horrible things that I do know about her that actually did happen, that she admitted and laughed about on TV. I can never vote for a woman like that. So that for me, I was like, I wanted to like, I wanted to purge both Donald Trump and Hillary, right? I don't like either one. I didn't even vote. First time in my life, I didn't vote. I couldn't. There's no way. I couldn't vote for either one. They're horrible people. You know, they're just horrible people. I don't trust them. They have no integrity and I can't, I I can't consciously vote for, you know, anyway. So, but, but that does create divides in your family, right? So if you have, no matter who you voted for, if someone else in your family voted and you have fights over that, that creates risks. And it's like, why are you allowing random strangers to rob you of your peace? I don't give a crap who's seen in the white house. A good, bad, or an ugly person. It doesn't matter to me because that person doesn't come to dinner in my house. That person doesn't affect my life every day. You know, he might affect policies that might trickle down and eventually affect my life. And I don't like those policies. And I keep up to date on most of the things. Most of the things are just too absolutely ridiculous that I just, you know, it's, the memes are hilarious. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I don't really talk to people about politics so much anymore because it's boring. It's annoying. And if you, if it really irritates you, write it on your freaking list because you want to purge, get rid of the negative feelings that all of it brings up for you. You know, because politics really should have nothing to do with your family, but families are allowing that in. And that's why there's so many problems. Um at this time because it's just so volatile. So, um, if you have anyone in your family that are letting things stand in the way of your having a really wonderful and good relationship with, so like, say you're gay and your parents don't approve of your lifestyle. It's like, dude, it's not a lifestyle. It's a genetic and they've proven it to be a DNA thing. So, you know, that kind of thing. Like if someone isn't, loving you suddenly because they don't like, they can't control you the way they want to control you. You know, you didn't get married again this year, you know, whatever crap your parents are might be giving you or your aunts, your uncles or whoever. So just write all that stuff down on your list. Things you need to get let, you know, let go of. You either have to decide to cut them out of your life or sit down and have a real heart to heart conversation saying we shouldn't allow other people in a faraway city affect who we are in this city. You know what I mean? So, so write it all down. So people that are judging you for who you are, judging you for what your genetics tell you, uh, you are said that that's like ridiculous. You know, people, um, I've had people judge me for the way that I act or the way that I speak. And I, I'm slightly autistic and I have ADHD and sometimes I can't, you know, I don't function like other people. You know, thank God for that because, because I've had issues I've had to overcome or they've had to work through. It's made me stronger. It's given me more resilience in a lot of ways. And it's made me a hell of a lot braver and stronger than most people I know because I've had to be that, you know, it's like when I needed to take double time on tests, you know, like going through university, I still got through the university and I did really well. I got my degree, you know, in psychology, but other people where it came super easy for them, you know, 
and sometimes people didn't like me because I was maybe talking too fast or, you know, um, that I was thinking differently than them or they didn't understand me, you know, so I have to, you know, binge and purge all the times, you know, like, uh, when my parents told me I was dumb in math, that I wasn't applying myself and I didn't try. And I was like working two or three times harder than everyone else because I had dyslexia, but no one knew I had dyslexia because they didn't give a crap to even test me. And they didn't test people back in the eighties. You know, now they do. Now they're like, Oh, well your kid has dyslexia. Okay, cool. What does that mean? It means though, well, she needs double time on tests, but she's smarter than the average bear. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Actually people who are geniuses tend to have dyslexia and ADHD, ADD, you know, so, you know, and, and the fact that I'm slightly autistic, that explains a lot why some of my relationships broke down a little bit, you know, why some of them didn't go as planned. And now that I understand that I could explain it to the other person, like, yeah, I have to have things a certain way. And I kind of freak out when they're not the same, not the exact certain way. And it's also the Virgo thing. So, you know, so those kinds of things, so things that are like bugging you, or when people are bugged by you and it's like due to a disability that you have that might have even been hidden from yourself, write that on the list. Because there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes along with that. A lot of uh, guilt or shame. You know, you don't know what's wrong with you and you're beating yourself up emotionally because you didn't realize something about yourself. And then when it comes to light, you're like, oh my God, now you can let all the other stuff go. You feel good about yourself again, right? So if um, anything to do with relationships, same thing. You know, if people were not good to you in relationships, you want to write their name down, draw a picture or whatever, put a lock in their hair. I don't know. <laughs> you know, their favorite shirt, burn that on an effigy. <laughs> but and also then now finally, the last thing here is you, if you have ever disappointed yourself, especially in the last year, and if you've never done this practice before, do it throughout your whole life. So seriously, start today. The minute you hear this, get down a piece of paper, get out, write everything down. No one's going to see it, but you and your higher self and God. Okay. So any illnesses you've had, any disabilities that have bothered you, anything you felt ashamed or embarrassed by, um, whether it's your, your looks or your weight, or maybe your hair is falling out because you have alopecia or you have acne or, you know, you don't like, I mean, your nose is too short or too long or turned up too much or turned down too much. I mean, it's like stupid, but we all get like really weird and, and weird on ourselves for, you know, my hair is too straight. My hair is too white. My hair is too dark. My hair is too curly. You know, people get freaked out by weird little things. Like I don't like my toes, you know, or I don't like whatever. You know, I've, I've, I knew somebody who just, she hated her toes. Like her second toe was like really long and she called it her freak toe. And she like cracked jokes about it, but she secretly, she hated it. She could never wear sandals because it bothered her so much. You know, um, that was my, the girl, she babysat me when I was a little kid and she's always constantly talking about, it. even as an adult, I saw her 20 years later, she's still on about the same thing, you know? So when you have stuff like that, where you're just like, something that's bothered you like your whole freaking life about yourself just let that go man so what your soul doesn't look like that it's just a temporary body you're inhabiting right now looks like that your soul 
is glorious. It's beautiful. It's amazing, right? So other things though about you know your things you don't like about yourself mentally, or if you have a lack of success, or a lack of love, or a lack of money, or a lack in any area of your life. If you have other people, relationships, sadnesses, grief, and loss, because people have died. You want to let go of the grief and loss finally. If you have past memories from childhood, all of that stuff you want to purge out. So this is the time to do it. Get this done. You could do it on New Year's Eve or you could even do the day before. You could do it on the morning, New Year's Eve morning if you want. Just get it done and then move on and you're going to feel a million times better when I burned my page, my six pages of stuff. Oh my God. I felt so good. I shoved it in my Pikachu with a bunch of fireworks inside the, inside the effigy. It was like a paper mache Pikachu and I was staying with my kids in a hostel. They wrote their lists and the people in the hostel, I explained the custom to everybody and they're like, Oh my God, that's cool. I want to get in on it. And I'm like, just shove it in the Pikachu. And we went down to the corner in front of this church and we burned it in a um, bonfire. And it was like people, there was like 20 effigies. And so like hundreds of people, and we all burned it together. <laughs> this massive fire in front of the church. It was, in, it looked insane. And we were all laughing and screaming and, and rejoicing because we just let go of all of our problems. We just let it go. We just let it go emotionally. And everyone started crying and everybody started hugging each other randomly. People were crying and and um, just laughing through the tears. And then people started dancing. And then in Ecuador, we have um, men, they, they dress up as women and they're called like the widows or something. And they... Um, they act like they have nothing in life and they beg for money and it's like super, super exaggerated. Like they wear like a massive like paper mache head of a woman, you know, so it's like, obviously it's a man, you know, and he has and usually have like hairy legs, but and then they wear dresses and, and it's hilarious, but it's, they're just, they're just begging for money, but it's just, it's just to make fun of ourselves, who we are. Like we kind of make fun of, all of our drama, dramatica, our, tra, our drama, I can't say this word, just, it's like we make fun of our drama and our crap. You know, we take ourselves so seriously sometimes, and this is a way to release, relax, and let go and not feel so tied up in this weird ass material world. Write the words 3D third dimension on your list. I'm going to write it on my list this year because I no longer want to live in the third dimension. It has been a really shitty place to live. Sorry to say, but it is. It's been a really crappy place to live. I have not really enjoyed myself there. You know, I've been murdered in a whole bunch of lifetimes, burdened at the stake and in men who hated women, you know, abusive men. Um, besides that, like I've, I've been murdered a few times, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like not fun. You know, I just like tired of the crap. I'm tired of it. So I'm, I'm going to let go of all of it. Any past life memories you have this year that weren't so happy, write that on your list. So anyway, that's, that's what I'm going to do on New Year's Eve. I don't know where I'm going to burn my stuff, but I'm going to burn it. 
whether it's right here on this corner <laughs> where I live, in the, I'll probably burn it in the center of the street. <laughs> you know, we ask Goddess Hikati to bless it. You know, I'll either burn it here or, or maybe up in the mountains, but you know, but even if you're not burning an effigy, you don't have a massive bonfire, you just want to have like a little list and you burn it on your stove in a pan that's safe. Whatever you do, however you do it, or you drown it in water, you could do that too. Do this with the mindset that on the other end of it, when you're done, you're going to feel lighter, brighter, happier, and released from the mental prison you put yourself in for all the negative memories. And you're going to be open to new possibilities, to the new field of possibilities. You're going to understand that you are a multidimensional being that doesn't need to be held back by little petty drama BS of the third dimension. Not any longer. Not ever again. That's it. I love each and every one of you. And I want to thank you for joining me tonight on this a journey of exploration of yourself and trying to figure out what you want to let go of for the decade, for the year, for the month, for your lifetime so far. If you know, maybe the second half of your life is going to be freaking amazing because you let it all go. The first half was yuck, and now the second half can be yay. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, I wanted to say thank you. If you guys have any predictions for next year, I don't know if I'm going to do a prediction show or not, but we'll try <laughs> if you guys get them in on time. Anyway, um, well, that's all i got to say about that for right now. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with all original and unique programming, just like always. Please like, share, subscribe, favorite, forward to all of the people you know that need help with their spiritual awakenings and that they want to know about, you know, ascension and all that, especially the ascension symptoms, you know, people go, Oh, I feel weird. What's going on? Oh, you know, maybe you should listen to the show. See if you figure it out. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for doing that. I know a lot of you have already done that. I want to thank you so, so much. And by the way, I know I still have a few readings to get to before the end of the year. I'm, I, I'm going to get through to them. I'm going to get them done soon. So if you're on the list and I haven't gotten back to you, I will soon. Very, very soon. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. Signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace.